Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Yihan Sim is the author of Fear of the Guest, and S.J. Huang, author of the new Singapore Horror Collection, joining us now on this Halloween on Money FM weekend mornings. Good morning to you both. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, 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 good. And Yihan Sim with your wonderful Minnie Mouse uh, headset. If you're not listening, uh, if you're not watching on Facebook Live out there, do tune in because we have uh, two wonderful authors, uh, SJ Huang and Yihan Sim, who I believe is logging on now. We're going to talk about horror. What is it about horror books? Why do we like to be scared? SJ Huang, author of the new Singapore Horror Collection. Maybe you can go first. Why do we like to be scared? Well, to me, I think it's uh, really no different from uh, the other genres. Uh, catharsis, I think, uh, at the end of the day, you build up the suspense as with, uh, you know, a thriller, for example, it's really not that different. And uh, at the end of it, you know, you just feel like, you know, that, that was quite a ride. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's horror for you. I mean, this yeah. is the thing I, I've, I've never understood, uh, SJ Huang, and that is, you know, I'm the, the guy, I don't watch horror movies, okay, because I don't understand the point of spending $15, $20 to be terrified. And yet, it's that roller coaster thrill, it's that visceral step into the outknown. You know, what is it psychologically that since at the young age, we, we just like to be scared, we like to be terrified, we like to walk on the wild side, we like to dress up and scare other people. What is it about a human psyche? that makes us read your books, pay to be scared? Well, uh, I, I heard this from an author, and I think it's really quite true. Uh, one thing about horror is, uh, you know, you scare yourself because at the end of the day, you feel, you know, that you're grateful that, you know, your life isn't just as bad as what you've just read or what you've just watched. Now, I, I don't know if that applies to everyone, but to me, I think, yeah, I mean, at the end of it, I just feel like, oh God, you know, bad as my life is, at least it's not bad. You know, I, I, I don't <laughs> face up to monsters like that or, you know, put up with uh, ghosts like that. And that, to me, could be part of the reason. Although, of course, uh, you know, who knows Good. what it is for other people. Yeah. Very interesting. Let's turn now to Yihan Sim, author of Fear of the Guest. Uh, with ritual offerings and ghost storytelling at an all-time low, the ancient spirits of Singapore come together to form the Grassroots Committee of Ghosts and Monsters. Wow, what a great storyline that is, Yihan. Good morning, everyone. I'm sorry, I was having a bit of a technical issues earlier, so I missed a bit of what was discussed. But just want to say a very good morning to everyone. Uh, great to see all of you. Yeah. So um, you you were asking why do we like to be scared, right? Yeah. Well, why do we Why do we take our time and pay our money and everything else to to bring up those primal fears that we all have? You know, of, of what goes bump in the night. Yes, Glenn. Um, that's a very interesting question. In fact, it was the key inspiration for me when I was writing Fear of the Guest. Um, I thought a lot about the question, why do we as human beings tell ghost stories? Uh, assuming that ghost stories are made up, what function do they serve? Is it, you know, is there something specific behind the ghost stories that make them scary? Maybe they're actually more real, tangible fears that underlie these uh, made-up creatures. So I thought maybe there are some things like innately 
fear of death, what happens to humans after we die, fear of the ugliness of decay, the fact that, you know, the noble and beautiful human body decomposing is a jarring and horrifying <laughs> sight. And we have fear of retribution for sins committed. I believe um, mm. S.J. Huang, some of his stories actually uh, has this theme going through. And we have the fear of the unknown, what seemingly cannot be explained by logic and science. And lastly, I was really interested in the fear of the monstrous feminine. So like we noticed that a lot of our ghost stories feature female ghosts. Why? What is it about female ghosts yeah. that make them scary? You know, is it a subversion of our expectations of what it is to be a woman or a distortion of feminine traits, you know, taken to the extreme, the long hair, red nails, red mm. lips, etc. Yeah, that, so that was what I was thinking when I was writing the book. I never thought of that. That's a really yeah. good point, actually. When you think of some of the more famous ghosts in history across all cultures, you know, whether it's the Pontianak, the Hantu, the, the I mean, in, in Cantonese, Guaylo is white ghost, which is <laughs> it's both racist and scary. But, uh, you know, so in every culture, there is this, uh, I wouldn't say obsession, but certainly fascination with ghosts. I mean, SJ Huang, what is it about Pontianak's Hantu in Malay, particularly in this part of the world, particularly in Southeast Asia, there does seem to be a real fascination with ghosts in whatever apparition or shape they take. What is it about Asian cultures that makes us so attracted to those ghosts? I'm just going to hazard a theory. I'm going to build on what Ihan said earlier, and I'm going to focus on Pontianaks in particular. I feel that it could be a sort of a corrective mechanism. I mean, Asian societies have unfortunately always been rather patriarchal and uh, i don't know maybe this is a way of uh, you know reasserting um female autonomy yeah uh, very often pontiana is a is a wronged woman yeah and uh, i i feel that that might be um, a metaphor you know to uh, hit back uh, in cases where the female okay in in life was actually powerless but in death she comes back powerful okay you know uh, wreaking uh retribution on the wrongdoers. And uh, it might be an exercise in imagination, but I believe that uh, it is, in a sense, an assertion, yeah, female autonomy. And uh, in a way, uh, that could be why it's been so powerful in uh, Asian societies, because, uh, you know, of the tradition and uh, culture in the past and all that. That's interesting. And of course, you, we there are many patriarchal societies here, but also if we go back and, and think, over time, women always are, are, are kind of the hearth of the home, you know, in traditional times, the ones we look to for safety and security. So to flip that on its head and to make that person actually the object of your fears is, I think, a very powerful – taps into some very powerful emotions. And We just had a, um, a comment from A.B. Terrence, one of our regular viewers here on Facebook Live on the Money FM Facebook page. So, uh, A.B. says, haven't watched a decent horror movie in ages. The last one was Halloween last year. Year, which was a yawn, missing shows like The Exorcist, I love the Stephen King and Dennis Wheatley for a read as well. So I think people do want good quality, a good quality scare, uh, uh, and it's maybe increasingly hard to find. Uh, what do you think uh, about that? Uh, when Yehan we, yeah, Yehan, when we when we talk about um, finding a good scare these days. Is it getting harder? I mean, there's lots of bloody and gory movies out there, but what about the truly suspenseful ones like The Exorcist? 
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, most of the times now, the psychological thriller seems to be the one that really gets us. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I guess when we get older, you know, we also get more and more desensitized, <laughs> and the horror genre has to be really uh, innovative to keep up with um, what we have become kind of immune to. Mm. And uh, but. I think, yeah, we can always rely on the horror genre to kind of jolt us out of the boredom and the tedium and monotony that can set in in our everyday lives. It gives that shot of adrenaline that helps us momentarily forget the things we'd rather not think about, like what um, the commenter said. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what the horror genre has to offer us. And Yihana, I hope people are watching on Facebook Live because while you were talking, a shadow <laughs> appeared behind you and I nearly fell out of my chair. I mean, <laughs> clearly someone is walking yeah. around behind you. I don't know if that's a special effect, but if it is, well done. Because as she was talking, ladies and gentlemen, a literal shadow appeared at the window behind her. I need to change my underwear, but in the meantime, <laughs> SJ, coming back to SJ. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> My, since I was a kid, SJ, and, and more so in the last 10 or 15 years, when I was a kid, obviously, I grew up in England. Similar to Singapore, I think, Halloween wasn't that big a deal. I'll be very frank. If, if at all, it was barely celebrated. Very much an, an American uh, tradition and so on. But in recent generations, it has really changed. I have watched in the 25 years I've been in Singapore... Halloween go from literally nothing. I mean, it barely registered in in the 90s. You knew it was the 31st. You knew it was an event, but you didn't take much notice. Now you see kids dress up in, you know, in local schools. You see uh, Singaporean kids do trick-or-treating increasingly. Uh, Singaporeans do things in the evenings. I'm sure we'll see it tonight. They'll go around their housing estates, do some trick-or-treating, have some fun. Why do you think that's changed and Halloween as a festival has become really popular in Singapore in the last generation or so? Well, I mean, to be very practical, I think it's uh, really just about the American uh, culture seeping into Singapore. And I mean, for the kids, it's good fun. I mean, it's just another thing to, uh, you know, celebrate, to go out and, you know, meet new friends, uh, talk to people, uh, maybe get some candies, you know, and all that. So um, I, I don't think there's uh, any particular reason for it. It's just maybe as uh, society gets more affluent, you know, we can afford better things, nicer things. You know, we start to celebrate things that we didn't previously before, just for the fun of it. And, you know, just, uh, you know, as, uh, well, to uh, try something new. We're talking with Singaporean authors S.J. Huang, who wrote the New Singapore Horror Collection, and Yihan Sim, author of Fear of the Guest. And I'd like to put this question out to both of you. And when we look at literature in Singapore, ghost stories, uh, we, of course, we know the, the verbal stories that have come down over the years. But how far back does the written tradition of writing ghost stories go back in Singapore? Do you have any any sense of what that historical perspective looks like? Why, when and why it first started? SJ, maybe I'll ask you first. Oh, okay. Um, to be honest, uh, I'm not an expert in this, but, uh, well, the furthest I can think of probably would be all the Malay folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably where you get your Pontianaks from and all that. Sure. That, uh, I, I, I mean, I can't say that that's the earliest, but that's probably a good starting point if you're trying to uh, take a look at uh, Singapore horror. I would say. And Yihan, have you looked into that at all? 
Um, yeah, to be honest, as, as I didn't really look into the history of horror writing per se. I was more inspired, as he mentioned, by the oral tradition of passing down the very iconic ghost stories from generation to generation such that we have this almost like a shared cultural space that almost every Singaporean would be immediately familiar with the imagery of mm. the Montana or the Chinese Jiangshi or um, we have stories, uh, ghosts on Pulau Tekong, old army camps, old ab abandoned hospitals. So mm, yes, there's a very strong sense of it being very much an oral tradition rather mm -hmm. than a written tradition. And I kind of uh, capitalized on that for my story because it seems as if, yeah, I mean, we have a shared cultural artifact, which is our uh, history of oral um, ghost storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yuhan, you touch on a really profound point there, actually, and it's something I've never thought of until you mentioned it, which is, of course, whatever we may feel personally about ghosts and superstitions, they are one of the few cultural touchstones, if you like, that unite all Singaporeans, aren't they? I never thought of that until you mentioned it. Whatever your relay, uh, race, uh, language, background, culture... Malay, Indian, uh, Chinese, Eurasian, they all have Pontianaks, Hantu, mm. ghosts, ghouls in their culture passed down from generation to generation. In fact, uh, just a while ago for uh, something I was writing, I went to uh, Pulau uh, Hantu, which literally means ghost island in Malay. Uh, Pulau Hantu Besar, big ghost island, and, and Pulau Hantu Kechul, small ghost island. And I went to both of them, and I was told by Chinese people, by Indian people, and by Malay people, do not go there. It's a haunted island. <laughs> so ghosts... If nothing else, there's that spectre again. There's that spectre again behind her. It's my dog. Oh, <laughs> such a freaky haunted. Just tell me one thing. The, uh, no, yes. the, the, the dog is a, the dog is alive, right? The dog is alive. Yes. It's not a Maybe. it's not a past dog that's coming back. Okay, good. Uh, but on that point with uh, with ghosts, uh, Yi Han, start with you. What is it when you were growing up that attracted you to the ghost story? Um, I guess everyone loves listening to ghost stories, right? When we were young, it's like you huddle around the campfire and then kind of like a bonding activity. And then the girls would go like, oh, so scary. And the boys <laughs> show their courage and guts. And yeah, I think ghost stories are very much a bonding activity. And Every time someone says, you know, I, I have something, I, have, I, I saw something or someone told me something and everyone immediately like draws near. Um, there's just something about ghost stories that we all uh, are attracted to, even though I'm very much a scaredy cat myself. And <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like scared. I don't. When I watch a horror movie afterwards, I have to shower with one eye open. <laughs> I actually imagine the ghost jumping out at me. So, yeah, it's really interesting that um, we are scared, but at the same time attracted to it. Yeah, we're talking with Yihan Sim, author of Fear of the Guest, and SJ Huang, author of the new Singapore Horror Collection. SJ, I got to ask you, what are you doing for Halloween this year? Do you, do you go out and scare yourself or try to scare other people? Well, to be honest, I, I, I don't really uh, celebrate Halloween. I think it's great fun for the kids, uh, but uh, 
no, not not quite for me. Not your thing. I'm just going through that. Yeah. Yeah. Johan could just scare people with that dog. <laughs> the shadow, oh, the shadow of that dog is, is, is terrifying all of our viewers on Facebook Live. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay, I mean, just very briefly, Yihan first and then SJ, maybe just give us a little flavour of what your book is about. Perfect reading for the Halloween season. Uh, Yihan first, what is your book about? Sure. Um, so I've got it here. It's called Fear of the Guest. Um, if you are a hardcore horror genre fan, I have to say I would probably disappoint you because it's not technically a scary, spine-chewing sort of book like The Exorcist um, because the story is told from the perspectives of the ghost. So I think you can imagine why it would not then be scary. Um, but the protagonists comprise, you know, the posse of familiar Singaporean and Southeast Asian ghosts that we all talked about earlier. And so I hope that the novel would be immediately relevant to all Singaporeans. And, you know, I hope to be funny and smart and, you know, just a breezy short read that hopefully makes you laugh and then makes you think. Yeah. And SJ? Well, uh, this here is my book. It's a collection of uh, short stories. And, uh, well, I think first and foremost, I hope that they'll be entertaining. And uh, I also hope to explore some of the common fears that uh, we might have. So, you know, the fear that your new house is haunted, yeah, or the fear of uh, your old misdeeds coming back to haunt you. So, yeah, that's uh, my well, if that's the case, we might be in a little bit of trouble, Neil. Yes. The old misdeeds coming back to us. Yes, I just won't be able to sleep tonight because of that dog. <laughs> it keeps going backwards and forwards. And I, it's fine. It's healthy, the dog, yes. It's not a dog from 25 years ago. It's it's alive and well, yes. That's the most or important. is it? <laughs> or I is mean, it? Yeah, well. Uh, it. <laughs> the Halloween dog. Uh, I love it. Well, we want to we thank you both for uh, for joining us today. It's, uh, no, no better day than today to uh, to have uh, a little tale of a ghost story or two. Uh, and uh, we encourage everybody, of course, to check out Yihan Sim's uh, off the book, uh, Fear of the Guest, and S.J. Wong's book, The New Singapore Horror Collection. Thanks for being with us today on Weekend Mornings. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. Thank you so much. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.